Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Say It Loud Network and Mean Old Line Media presents the history of being black. Welcome to another episode of the History of Being Black. I'm Eunice Elliott, and I'm still black. <laughs> Just in case y'all were wondering, I'm back, and I'm still black. Is one of my favorite things about me. And the other thing that's one of my favorite things about me is that I get to host this podcast and have amazing guests come on and thought leaders and revolutionaries in our own time. Today, I'm joined by Pamela Thomas and Lorreen Williamson. They've joined us before on the show, and uh, I'm going to now claim them as friends of the show. They are co-founders and co curators of the Museum of Uncut Funk. You can visit this virtual museum 24-7 at museumofuncutfunk.com. But today they are back to tell me about a true passion and mission in addition to the museum that they're working on. First of all, welcome back to the program. Thank Thank you. Thank you for having us back. So you have a campaign, Tell the Truth, Teach the Truth. What is that? It's a, it's a, a passion and we want to turn it into a movement. In looking at um, some things that we were working on kind of in our COVID vacation, right? We, we were doing exhibitions and had ourselves touring and obviously all the museums in, in the world closed. So we were faced with the, the, you know, kind of the, you know, the decision of what do we do, you know, to, to make the most of this time and to come out on the other side of this, you know, once in a, you know, lifetime disaster, um, in a better place. And in doing some research for some curriculum projects that we were working on, one of the things that I realized is that the state of black history education in this country is not significantly better than it was when I was in, in high school. And I'm not going to tell you how many decades ago that was, but I was honestly stunned. You know, when I was, was growing up, my mom was a teacher, um, and she, you know, specifically taught black children in a, in a very black school. So they were always in black history mode. And she, and she was, you know, somebody who participated in the civil rights movement and marched with, you know, King and the March on Washington. And she was very black. She, you know, reminded me that, you know, when I was two and we lived in Harlem, she took me to see Malcolm X and he kind of commented on my red hair. So I just grew up with that very, you know, kind of militant, you know, about my black history type of, of attitude. And, you know, even when I was in, you know, in high school, it's like, no, I'm not reading that. I'm reading the biography of Malcolm X. Because my mama said that when I was, you know, so I was just like, and if you have a problem, give her a call. She's a teacher. So, you know, I always grew up around black history. It was always stressed how important black history was. It was always, ex- I was always expected to learn it. But I didn't learn it in school. I learned it at home. You know, we got very little um, coverage of black history in school. And, um, you know, like I said, even the things that I did in school that were black oriented, I created those opportunities for myself. I just assumed that that had gotten better. But again, when I started doing the research and I realized that there are no black history standards in schools, there are no standards for black history in this country. There are no standards for history in this country, but there are no standards for for black history. So that literally means that on a state by state basis, they can decide whether they want to teach it at all 
they can decide specifically what they want to teach. And this is not necessarily, you know, the, you know, black history experts in that state or the black history scholars or people who have published on black history who are making those decisions. It's politicians and textbook companies that right. decide what goes in textbooks. So literally the textbooks in Texas that make slavery sound like it was a work study program or some type of immigration program are very different than what you'll get in New York State versus what you'll get in California. You may get black history in seventh grade, probably don't get it till the ninth grade. And, you know, where you do get it, you get slavery in whatever way they teach that very limited. You get, you know, maybe, you know, Rosa Parks or Harriet Tubman Martin Luther King. And that's like it. We have been in this country. We were we were stolen and brought here when this country started. We've been here the entire time, 401 years. You cannot tell me that, you know, there was slavery, which wasn't all that bad because we got to eat. And, you know, we got, you know, it's like the three hots and a cot kind of mentality around it. Y'all were fed, which is your problem and civil rights movement. And that's it. You know, and very cursory and poor coverage. And there are there are, you know, studies on, you know, on the quality of of the coverage and in and anything you look at says it's it's just it's malpractice. It's educational malpractice. It's an educational injustice that's being done to black students in this country. We should know who we are, where we came from, what we've contributed, what sacrifices we've made to this country, and we don't. And that's purposeful. Um, so, you know, as, as I started to understand this and just get into more things, not only about, you know, the, the, the lack of history that's being taught and the, you know, the, um, again, the malpractice, the fact that 80% of the teachers are white, they're mostly white women. And, and, you know, this is just the reality. They cannot handle the hard history. Talking about white supremacy, white supremacist violence, you know, it, it, you know, racism, systemic racism. I mean, they just can't handle it. I mean, you've got, I mean, let's even talk about, you know, what's happened in the last two weeks. This poor little boy, he, kindergartner, the teacher makes him, you know, put his hand in the toilet, pull his, I mean, what is going on? You know, you've got kids in classrooms that are being told to pretend they're slaves and, you know, and, and they have pretend slave auctions. I mean, the trauma that these teachers are putting our kids through, it's got to stop. And it's not that we don't know what's going on because it's well documented. You know, I, I am not, you know, a, a, a scholar. I'm a black history lover. I'm, you know, self-taught, you know, and self-educated in black history and, you know, top of my mom. But Anybody can Google this stuff. It's not like we don't know what the problem is. We're just not fixing it. We're not fixing it on a massive scale. Like every teacher is trying to handle this, you know, individually. They are, they are, you know, their individual teachers are saying, look, we're going to throw the textbooks away. We're going to, you know, teach a decolonized, um, you know, anti-racist, you know, version of black history. You know, there are, you know, seminars and things that you can take, but it's it's a classroom at a time. It's not a school district at a time necessarily, not a state at a time, not a region at a time, but it's literally teacher by teacher by teacher. And they're catching it. You know, they are catching it from the parents. They're catching it from school. So th this is this is crazy in the, in the year of our Lord 2021 that we are sitting here still seeing the, the same malpractice that happens, you know, during Black History Month <laughs> in this country not only detrimental to black students, 
But white students need to learn our history, too. I mean, we can't have, you know, half of the country that thinks that the Confederacy are a bunch of heroes. They were traitors. You know, we're, we're you know, trying to protect these monuments that were put up to, to you know, intimidate and, and torture. Like the whole story is just been, you know, it's like we talked about in our la- in the last, you know, conversation we had with you. He who, you know, kind of owns the artifacts tells the story. You know, the fact that we, you know, don't have ownership of our own history, we're not in control of it means that these people have been able to completely bastardize 400 years of our existence and, and erase us like we've contributed nothing. And you can see that, you know, how exercised I am about this. That's really what Tell the Truth, Teach Truth is about. It is about telling the truth about the history, putting black people in charge of, you know, developing the materials, you know, people who are experts in this stuff, who study it, who know the history and hiring black teachers to teach it, because that is what is is needed. And we need to get that done in the, the schools that have the majority, you know, black students, the inner city schools. But ultimately, it needs to be mandated everywhere because black history is American history. And we have contributed and sacrificed in every era of history in this country. And, you know, it is time. It is very easy to shoot people in the street and kill people that you think have contributed nothing because it erases our humanity and it totally, you know, like I said, you know, obliterates what we have done for this country. And it's just, it's got to stop. And that, that I'm, I'm done. And, and there you have it. <laughs> there you have it. Then yeah. what she said. You know, I, 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 there is really nothing more than I can add to what Lorene said. I'm, I'm a preschool teacher and, you know, I've been allotted 28 days, like most teachers, to teach black history. You know, in my mind, with Tell the Truth, Teach the Truth, we need to start teaching at the preschool level all the way to 12th grade. There was no reason for me to get my education about black history until I went to college. Now, uh, you know, my family um, talked about black history. You know, my my uh, aunt um, and my grandparents, you know, we had our like it is every Saturday and we would get around the television and listen to Gil Noble and we would have those conversations, but not in-depth stories until I went to college. And it was like, my head exploded because it was like, well, where the heck have I been? How come I didn't know about this? I mean, from every industry, every facet of American life, we have been a part of the fabric. And you mean to tell me after all these years, I'm just finding this out? And that's what it's like for a lot of, you know, black kids who go off to college and learn about black history. And it shouldn't be like that. You know, we should be starting from day one. It's purposeful that you don't know, that we don't know. Oh, yes, most definitely, because if we did know, I understand the fear that you have that we are going to do unto you as you have done unto us. But in reality, I think for the most part, we just want our what is rightfully due to us. And I don't care if that is the 40 acres. I don't care if it is reparations. I just want what's rightfully due to us. You know, we have been an active role in all of your industries, in all of your industries that you have capitalized on and you have made billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. Well, guess who started that industry? Guess who put the plant, uh, the, the foundation down and built upon and slaved over and, you know, lost families and lost lives over to, to, to produce what you have now. And that should not be erased. That needs to be discussed. And you know what? 
If you need to change the images on your boxes to do so, okay, that's great, but that's still not enough. Right. You know, there's a whole bunch of ancestors right here that need to be paid for that recipe you stole three, four hundred years ago. So pay up because you got the money. And so although I'm rambling, it's all of that. And, you know, children need to understand their, you know, your blackness is beautiful. And you need to understand that we were never the minority. We have always been the majority. And if you look at us globally, we are the majority. And they have fed us this notion of being the minority because there's so many of us here and so many of us there. Well, you know, those black people don't consider themselves black. They consider themselves by their nationality. No, globally, we are the majority. Otherwise, these people would not have gone to the extremes that they have gone to, to kill us, to enslave us, to, you know, deprive us. It makes no sense. And when we all wake up and put all of that other noise, get it out of our heads and focus on who we are and where we have come from, because we weren't slaves when we got here. We were doctors, we were teachers, we were lawyers, we were mathematicians, we were scientists, we were farmers. You know, we were midwives. That's how all this, and I'm really trying hard not to say a bad word on your show. (laughs) That's how all this stuff was able to be developed and created because you brought all of this skill over here. And in doing so, you stopped the production of life where it was at that time on a whole nother continent. And then you started feeding them that garbage over there while you and did us like this over here. And all of it needs to be told, all of it. Uh, and, that's, and that's what's amazing is when you even put it in the context that there is no curriculum standard for black history and there is no requirement. It's so, so much of American history involves black people. So much of the country involves black people it is absolutely educational malpractice in that you get 28 days that you learn about three black people and so when you talk about young black people need to hear this i firmly believe i work with a lot of literacy groups and i'm a children's book author myself when we're talking about getting books into the hands of young black people with representation, I say, but these books needs to go to little white kids. So black people are normalized (laughs) that they understand this is just a book about a kid. And so what happens is a lot of schools that don't have uh, black teachers or black student bodies, oh, they just forego black history month. It doesn't concern them. And so most Americans that are adults who have A's on their transcripts in American history have been lied to from day one. I'm from Alabama. The Historical Society in Alabama came out and put out a statement last year that we may or may not have fully represented the contributions of African-Americans in the state. Well, that's because you see the country on fire and the people that know the truth, whether they tell it or not, know that it's their fault. They have perpetuated these lies that give Confederate flags this idea that one that wasn't even really the flag of the Confederacy. And as you said, they were traitors and they lost. So is this thing of the the misrepresentation of the entire country has the entire country on fire. And so you have black people who have not seen images 
that reflect them that say, we have already done this. We already built that. We've been there. You go do it again. And then you have white people, as you said, the value for black people has been set so low and so minimum, whether it was from cartoons, whether it was from never seeing them in their school books, about never learning, then they mean nothing. And so that's the root of all of it. The truth has not been told purposefully, as you said. Tell the truth, teach the truth is the, the goal is to set a new standard for curriculum. As you said, a classroom at a time. What What's the plan for this passion campaign? The goal is for us, and we're actually stepping back because, you know, it kind of started as, you know, an angry, an angry rant at, you know, all hours of the morning when I, you know, again, reading this research and I'm like, you know, banging the table and whatnot. Right. And it's like, okay, I'm going to put a petition up and get, you know, millions of people to sign this petition and we're going to go demand that these changes be made. So it starts with not an ask, you know, not a negotiation. We are demanding that in the year of our Lord, 2021, after centuries of being in this country, that we start to tell the truth, all of it, not, you know, whitewashed, not revisionist history, that the raw and unfiltered, uncut truth about what has gone on for 401 years in this country, that it be taught to all students, all students, black, white, Hispanic. What, if you are a student, you learn all of black history from pre-K to 12, that they, that they becomes a, you know, and I'm not sure who, you know, this committee is, but, you know, there are brilliant, you know, black scholars and people, you know, who are teachers. We are not, you know, you know, Pam is a preschool teacher, but we are not black history teachers. Um, again, we are lovers of black history, but there are people who are more than qualified to put together comprehensive standards and comprehensive curriculum. And there, you know, are many people who are more than qualified to put together um, comprehensive materials to teach black history, qualified black people <laughs> who, you know, understand the history, who, you know, um, you know, support anti-racist, you know, culturally relevant, um, you know, non-master narrative, narrative uh, you know, black history. And those people should be employed too sweet to put that in place. And we consider this down payment on reparations, educational reparations, because you know what? You've stolen our history and we want it back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the government needs to make the down payment on making that happen. So comprehensive standards, comprehensive curriculum, brand new materials, take everything that has been written by a textbook company and throw it in the trash. It's trash garbage. in the garbage, set it on fire and do a bonfire dance around, you know, put some sage, whatever you got to do, light it up and let it go. And let's start all over again. And let's start with, you know, the inner city schools, which are predominantly black. Let's get black teachers in there because not only to teach black history, but black teachers are good for blacks, for black children. Black teachers are good for everybody. Everybody, every student of every race does better when they have black teachers. When black students have only white teachers, they don't do well, you know, um, and there's all, you know, they, the talk about the school to prison pipeline. That's where it starts. You know, the devaluing of, you know, the expectations of black students, the harsh punishments, you know, just all of the the horror show that is going on in our schools results from there not being black teachers there. I truly believe that. And I'm the child of a black teacher. And that is I that's my street fight. I will fight you in the parking lot on that one. 
Um, we need to have an army of black teachers deployed to inner city schools like yesterday to start teaching black students. Um, they should, black teachers should be everywhere, okay? And there should be black administrators and black counselors and people that just believe in, you know, the, the potential of black children right. and are willing to do the street fight and, and die on a hill to, to cultivate that potential. Um, but that, but, but that's what's got to happen. So yeah, we're, we're talking reparations. Y'all owe us some money. Y'all need to put some money into, you know, the promise and potential of black children because that is what is missing here. Stop trying to shoot us in the street. Stop trying to put our kids in prison. Stop, just educate our children in a way that is culturally motivating to them. Um, that, you know, that is not demoralizing. Um, to them, you know, let's stop the the educational malpractice around the little bit of black history that is being taught and let's get qualified people in there to do it. But, you know, it it, it is it, what we want to do is we want to build a coalition of, you know, uh, parents, students, civic organizations, uh, scholars, black museums, black cultural sites, everybody who, you know, should be forming a black history ecosystem to, you know, fight this tooth and nail and get this change at the federal level because the states are not going to do it and the localities are not going to do it. And it, it, you know, this, this is a, in my, in my opinion, this is a educational justice issue. This is a social justice issue. This is a racial justice issue. And we need to have equity in education. These start with black history in the schools and we need to demand that it be changed today. Not another year, not another 10 years, not another 100 years of this crap. We've had enough. So that's really where we're coming from. We want people to sign our petition, but we also want to build a coalition of, of the willing. Um, and let's let's just make this happen. You know, we got the white supremacist out of the White House. And, you know, the reason why he got in the White House is, is I think, a result of the fact that people don't understand the history of this country. You know, I know white supremacy when I see it. Um, you know, anybody who's black knows it, but there's a lot of folks that don't understand it and where it comes from. And, you know, the fact that they really tried to cancel and they're still trying to cancel the 1619 project with the 1776 thing that they're doing and all this other stuff where they're trying to mandate that you can't teach real history. You have to teach this patriot version of history. Now We're going too far now. This is we have to take a stand or I'm telling you, they will obliterate. The fact that we've done anything is because they'll just make it disappear because that I think that's really where we are. They really want to make black people disappear and make black history disappear. And we just, you know, have to, you know, we, we have to refuse that and fight that. And that's, you know, that's a lot of what kind of motivates us to, to try to get this project up and running and get it the profile that it needs, because black lives matter. Black history matters. Black contribution matters. Black sacrifice matters. And and it needs to, you know, it's time for everybody to understand just what we have endured in this country because we're continuing to go through it. Those who don't learn history, it continues to repeat. And it's it, and, and we're tired. We are tired of this. And, you know, I really think the only way to stop it is to get everybody on the same page. There are no alternative facts in black history. The facts are the facts. And we need to get everybody on the same page. We need to learn the same facts so that we can move forward and start to heal or else we're going to be stuck in this cycle, you know, for generations to come. You know, teaching other children about black history will open the door 
when they start asking questions about, let's say we're talking to Hispanic children about black history, that is going to open the door for the history of Africans in Spanish-speaking countries, the history of Africans in Asian countries, the history of Africans in Europe. And matter of fact, they came before Columbus when we come full circle back to the United States. So it is going to open a lot of doors of which clearly the padlock is three feet deep on them because they don't want that to come out. Just like the atrocities that we've endured in this country, we don't, we have no clue except for what has been shared with us that they think we can take. Because if the real truth of the atrocities came out, I think this whole place would be burned down to the ground. For sure. So, you know what? Let's just get it out there. Let's get it out there. Let's purge it and let's heal from it and move on. But we have to be consistent in teaching our children this history or teaching children the accurate history of this country. And that involves us. I love that. I'm reminded um, of, I think it's an African proverb that I'm going to paraphrase. It says, until the lion tells the story, the hunter will always be the hero. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much the story of black folks in America. Mm -hmm. And it's time for the lion to tell the story. Um, We like to end the episodes with action items for our listeners. Tell us how we can sign this petition. How can we get involved with your campaign? Tell the truth, teach the truth. Well, you will find um, you'll find it on our website. Um, you know, there's a, a, a piece on our homepage that talks about it. There's, you know, a whole section, tell the truth, teach the truth. We have a petition on change.org, um, which, you know, you will link to through um, our website. And we want to get people to, you know, sign the petition and to mobilize, you know, start to have these conversations in your, you know, your city, with your school boards, with your, you know, in your states. So let's do it from the bottom up. But it's also got to happen from the top down. I mean, you know, we have got to get, um, you know, the federal government to take some action here, because if we wait for every state to do this, it'll never happen. Right. There are a lot. There's a lot of motivation for it not to. Um, you know, I'm I'm sure that there's a lot of, you know, money involved in, you know, textbooks and, you know, lobbying around that sort of thing. And we've got to find a way to get around it because this is this is killing us. Mm-hmm. This is killing us. This is giving people the license to kill us. They think we have not contributed anything to this country. And I'm not talking about being, you know, trying to be respectable. I, you know, I'm not trying to be respectable for white people. What I'm saying is that in every aspect of building this country, of the growth of this country, and of the future of this country, Black people are involved. We've been here the entire time, and we ain't going nowhere. Right. So, you know what? Let's deal with this. Let's get it out. Let's not dance around it. Let's call it what it is, and let's educate everybody, and let's move on. Let's move on, because, you know, this refighting and relitigating Jim Crow that's happening right now, that that shit ain't going to fly. I'm sorry. Uh uh-uh. Nobody is putting up with that. We are not going back to the 50s. We're not going back to the 1850s. We're not doing it. So let's decide to move forward. Let's, you know, come up with a consistent set of facts. Y'all do not get to continue to rewrite history because we're not going to allow you to do it. And you're not going to write us out of history because we've made too much of a contribution to this country. So tell the truth. Let's teach the truth and let's move forward. I mean, there there were, you know, millions of, you know, young people in the streets, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, everybody. They can handle it. 
Right. The young people can handle it. It's the old folks that need to, we need to get out of the way. You know, the younger generations got this. It's not an issue for them. It's the old folks who are, are you know, who are roadblocking and, and, and um, continuing to try to perpetuate the lie that this country has been built on. Lies. The century of lies that this country has been built on. And it's, you know, we need to, it's, it's time for, for an educational reckoning in this country. Love it. Uh, in addition to the Museum of Uncut Funk, I'm going to put Lorraine's information out there to be your entertainer at your children's birthday party. She's going to get party. Crunk! <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, you know, when I'm not being all, you know, uh, you know, uh, Lorraine X up here, I'm actually very entertaining. <laughs> oh, I can see it. I can tell I'm, it. I have, I have a, you know, a very interesting sense of humor and, you know, I can be a lot of fun at your party. Uh, I believe it. I'm, I'm being sincere. I'm being yeah. sincere when I say it because now I collect, I collect cartoons. I'm a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but Black History is this is the hill I will die on this hill because you know it just it, you know I I just get, I get very angry about this. I'm just I'm just furious that this you know, has allowed to continue. So, you know, let's let's make some change. No, let's that's exactly what we need more of. That's yeah. the point of this podcast. I'm so excited that both of you were able to spend this time with us because we want our listeners to, to feel your passion and become yeah. passionate because it is going to come from the bottom up and from the top down and hopefully we meet somewhere in the middle to affect the change that's needed uh, mm-hmm. because we are being uh, murdered and killed and disenfranchised and depressed and all these other things because of a lie bigger than cocaine, which is yeah. called America. I just, I'll leave you with this last thing that, you know, the, 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 the real, the shame of it is, and, you know, why I feel so passionately about this, you know, like I said, I, I was raised by, you know, the generation that fought the civil rights, fought in civil rights. Right. I got those firsthand stories. You know, I, they were raised by people who, you know, not that far from slavery, you know, very close to the generation of my family that were enslaved. Um, you know, as we go generation to generation, you move further and further away from those firsthand stories. That's how black history gets passed down. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of people trying to capture that. But pe- people today, the young kids don't have that. They don't they don't have so they don't they don't get it in school and they don't have the richness of it at home. And that's how we start to lose, you know, the the the, the connection to our history. And it's critically important that we don't let that happen. You know, another two generations. That's that's too late. Like we need to we need to fix this today and start teaching, you know, kids. Well, you know, some of some of the people who have the history are still alive. Well, some of the generations that are closer to that history are still alive because, you know, as we get older, you know, the, we start to lose that. And we need to be able to, you know, to pass it down to the to the to the generations that aren't close to it and don't have that surrounding them. Um, so that that's why, you know, there's a sense of urgency to this. This is not something that can wait. And now I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, we're, I promise. we're glad that you will never be done. That's why I'm we done. that's why we need you. What's interesting is when you talk about, you know, when people talk about black history and you mentioned it goes from slavery to civil rights and then that's it. That's black people. But even in the story of slavery and in captured Africans that as you mentioned, the detachment of younger people from not having that connection or not being taught it is 
I think sometimes young people have an embarrassment of slavery and I have my white friends and we don't want to talk about that. And I wasn't a slave, but it's like the pride of if you are here, you are the stock of the strongest that even made it passage. You are some of the strongest people on the planet by virtue of the fact that you are even here today means you are from the strongest people. And so I think all of that context sometimes gets lost in the sauce of just trying to make it. It does. And, you know, although this could probably be another podcast conversation, it is all done on purpose. Uh It is all done just like in the 70s. You know, it was the, the heroin and all the drugs that came in to stop the flow of progression, stop the thought process of thinking, you know, who you are and where you've come from and your ability to advance. Stop it. Well, you know, it's debatable if we want to say, and I hope I'm not going to shoot myself in the foot by saying, you know, hip hop kind of took us on a different path from where we were in the 70s and where we are today. We have been fed and it's not hip hop per se, but the lifestyle of how we've lived our lives and how we engage with one another, that's really not the way it was back in the day. You know, we get stuff now. You know, we're we're fulfilled with having things, having a lot of things and shiny things and bright things and things that move fast. And that satisfies the soul, you know, not knowing who I am or where I come from. You know, I I know who my mother is. I know who my father is, but not wanting to go back any further than that. We have been given all of the shiny, bright stuff to play with that couple of generations have not been thinking about where they come from. They don't have to, you know, they feel like they've got everything now when clearly they don't. I believe that is another podcast topic, and I am going to uh, mark that to invite <laughs> you back to discuss that. I would really love to do that. Um, and, and and again, it's the the history of being black is a podcast that will go on forever because there's so many layers to so yes. many stories, and so the guests that we have on are talking about so many different things. And so far, I will say, as a student of black history and as a more astute American. I'm always surprised about things that I don't know every episode. And this has been another very enlightening one for myself and hopefully for our listeners included. So Pamela Thomas and Lorraine Williams, and seriously, thank you so much. I can feel your passion through this recording. And I pray that everyone that's listening gets galvanized and activates in their own community, their own school districts, on their street, with their own school boards, um, because it's on us. We have to tell our stories. We are the lion and it's time for us to tell the story. So yes. thank you so much again for making time to join us here on the history of being black and thank you all so much again for listening and we will talk to you next week take care thank you bye-bye bye-bye the history of being black podcast is hosted and produced by Eunice Elliott, associate producer lauren turner edited by ken johnson executive producers omar thompson andrew kalb and ken johnson find the history of being black podcast on apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify tune in or wherever you get your podcast The History of Being Black podcast is a mean old lion and Say It Loud Network production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.